This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me... Double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But well, to myself, that goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. Eighteen plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. There's a team that we all love, playing out of present time. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, for fail. 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 Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It's some Sunday in February. I don't know. I don't care because there's a lot to talk about. It is 20 to 9 at night. We're going to talk about the debacle that is Port Vale at the moment and what's going on at the club and what went on yesterday. Pre-warning, this podcast will contain shit, bugger and dog shit. So if you're in a nervous disposition, don't want to hear it or you don't want to hear anything negative, Please turn off now. But before we talk about the club and that, let's do some positives because there's only one I can think of, lads. Friday night, quiz night, all set. All set. The videos have dropped today that we're going to be playing in between and we'll share on socials. So really excited to give them get give them a watch tomorrow and get them into the quiz night. So that's almost the last piece of the puzzle. Brilliant, it's all coming together now. And just a reminder for those that have tickets, the quiz on Friday doors open at seven o'clock. We will start around about half seven. There'll be some laughs along the way, hopefully, or it'll be my shit jokes, one or the other. Um, and we'll see how the night goes. But brought to you by Ignite with an I. So if you need any work done, get yourselves over there. Gas, electric, air gone. Go over, have a look. They've just had a new office in Anley. Get yourself over to Ignite with an I. Tom, all set for Friday night. Looking forward to it. Uh, probably the same as last time. I'm all set now. And then when you put me on that stage in front of 200 people, I'll freeze and uh, just say, here's Johnny and Bez. <laughs> well, that's what you did last time. So yeah. Yeah, pra- practice, pretend it's your wedding speech, you know, and build yourself up and, you know, Mate, give yourself it, some practice. There's all that. the practice in the world. And I walked around that room speaking to everybody before I got on the stage. But you go on that stage and I just shit myself completely. <laughs> That's what the smell was last time, Johnny. Yeah, it's all right for you, Pear. You're getting on the 
both of you. You can bounce off each other. When you're going on your ones, mate, it's different. You're calling us fat, bouncing off each other. Well, I didn't want to say anything. But, uh... <laughs> well, no, looking forward to it. It should be a great night, to be fair. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Friday night, as I say, this Friday coming, it's soon come round. Uh, seven o'clock doors, half seven again start. Brought to you by Ignite with an eye. Plenty of auctions on the night. There'll be a few raffles, cards, etc. Dougie Mac will be there as it's for Dougie Mac. And obviously, let's not forget what the purpose of the night is. And that's to remember the late, great George Andrews, who, as I've said many a time, the voice of my childhood listening to the veil. And I'm sure a lot of you similar age to me would say the same. So it's all to remember George with the money all going to the Douglas McMillan. So those of you that have got tickets, please come up well come along you brought tickets otherwise you've wasted 40 quid but on that note if there is anyone that for any reason has brought tickets and you can't make it anymore please let us know because there are people asking if there's any spare tickets obviously you've got your tickets we'd love you be there but if for any reason you can't please do just drop us a message on facebook or twitter let us know we can let someone on the reserve let's know that there's a space now if not we'll see you on friday really looking forward to it yeah music quiz go on john Couple of things just to remind everyone. Obviously, the the room itself is cashless, um, so the bar and stuff like that don't don't accept cash. But the Dougie Mac do, um, so there's going to be buckets around for the Dougie Mac if you just want to donate a couple of quid. Obviously, we will will happily accept cash or or card with with the auctions and stuff going on. Um, the like you said, best Dougie Mac staff will be there. You can sign up to the lottery. That they're, they're going to have some instant win scratch cards and stuff like that there. So there's just going to be a lot going on, and the main attraction obviously is is hopefully the quiz. So fingers crossed. Music quiz get you studying in this week. The clue will give you is study everything to do with music. Yeah, study everything, everything to do with music. And then we'll cover some of it, some we won't, because there's six rounds, six different rounds, but we're not going to tell you what the rounds are. Can Don't say an, interest, an interesting fact I did learn, like when I was writing the quiz. Go on. Did, did you know that the Beatles, right, all four of them were able to sign the other three signatures? No. Yeah, there you go. So if someone's got something signed for by the Beatles, it's probably not signed for by all four of them. It's just one of them. There you go. That's something I learned. Oh, yeah. There you go. So we're bringing the price down of something that anyone's got the sound by the Beatles in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, Johnny from the podcast says it's it's not <laughs> legit. You're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. That 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 was some that, I say that was something I read on a on a memorabilia website when I was looking. So that might give people a hint of what some of the questions are. Yeah, I, I might just be throwing a ruse out. So you could be. Who knows? But let's get on to it. Let's bring the tone down. Let's talk about the veil. It's fucking diabolical, isn't it? This is where it is going to get a bit sweary. There's going to be dog shits. There's going to be lots because you just can't not at the moment. I've got a rant I won't go on. Tom, Johnny, we had a good day yesterday until we got to the ground. Good crack in Blackpool, good crack in the pub. You two had a good crack Friday now. Let's start with the positives of the weekend. Oh, yeah, Friday was brilliant. Friday was a really good night. So Friday was mental. Yeah, it, it was a bit mad. It, it, it got to the stage where we we brought some shots and then we looked at the time and was like, 
it's quarter past five. Oof. And then continue to buy shots. Oof. So. Killer, killer pool. That was good. Yeah. was. And then, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a period in between about six and eight where I'm not sure what happened. But yeah. I went I went from being all right to then trying to watch the match on the telly through one eye. <laughs> and it appears uh, messaging anyone and everyone who has anything to do with the veil a question. <laughs> a bit of a weird question as well, wasn't it, Johnny? Yeah, to be fair, I don't I don't think there's many people that didn't get this question regardless if you were violated or not. Um, a, lot of people told, a lot of people told us fuck off. And it wasn't even that bad of a question. Oh they, no, also a lot of people didn't really know what we were going on about. I think there's a lot of people who think I was absolutely battered at quarter past seven on Friday night. Yeah. Well the 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 um the, Which from what uh, you've just said you probably were. No, the, no, there's 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 drunk. Then there's battered. <laughs> I was drunk, not battered. But the question makes me look battered. Especially <laughs> you've ended everybody in your phone book almost. Well, I've had a reply from Phil Bowers saying, um, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I've had a message from people at the club saying, what are you going on about? Uh, yeah, I've had people. Oh, my message rang me. So the fucking hell are you texting me that for? Do you want to tell everyone what you were texting everyone? I know, obviously, but go on, Johnny. Yeah. So we we all we wanted to know is how many owls would, would would you see in a twenty four hour period? And you you then stand up and think that's a bit weird. That's all. That's all we're asking. So. Johnny said, "Was it two? Yeah, I said two. I, I, I've, I've never seen a owl, so I reckon if I saw two in a day, I think that's a bit weird. Unless you're at an owl sanctuary, of course. Oh yeah, if you're, yeah, we're just saying norm, normal life. This is one of the things we have to explain to people as well. Like, to the bouncers of Yates in Blackpool, by the way, because yeah. they were involved. <laughs> yeah, after the barmaid had completely refused to answer the question and got a bit shitty with it. Surprised she didn't refuse, saved you." No, she's, my, she's, my answer was three. One owl. Oh, there's an owl. Two. That's a coincidence. Three. That's weird, and it's a bit Harry Potter now, isn't it? Mm. Um, but also, I, I did text it to Ben Garrity's brother Sam, and he replied with the most scouse accent, scouse answer ever, and just who's fuck knows, mad one that, <laughs> which was brilliant. And then, uh, yeah, he never, never replied to me after that. <laughs> yeah, he probably thought, what's this lab been on? Yeah, well, my favourite response was, I texted Adam Yates and asked him the question. And um, this just sounds like we're really name-dropping now, doesn't it? This sounds right. really bad. But I texted Yatesy, um, and he replied back with an answer to it. And then 12 hours later, I woke up to a message from Adam Yates at 5 to 8 in the morning going, are you sure the answer wasn't two? So... So he slept on it. He slept on it and then gone, I need to, I need to share this. So there you go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Enough of the fun though now, because let's get into it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There was a little bit of something else that happened. Well, can you say this on the pod or are you going to get arrested? Oh, I'm not. 
Yeah. You might. Me? Yeah, for crimes against dancing. <laughs> Fuck off. Are we going to talk about this dancing that went on in the castle pub before, and your little northern soul jiving, whatever? I think Johnny's got a video that I'm sure we can put out on Twitter. Sure you can. It went in the group chat as well. So yeah, yeah I'm sure we can pop it on Twitter for anyone who didn't see it, but Beza was having the time of his life on Saturday morning. For a man for a man who wasn't drinking on his way up, who then by quarter past twelve was dancing on his ones. That was only dancing. They put a bit of northern on you have to dance when northern comes on, whether you've I mean, The other two hundred and fifty people in that pub would say otherwise. <laughs> Fuck off. Enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed myself until three o'clock yesterday. Well, yeah, that leads nicely. And go on, Bez. Off you go, pal. Right, let me start it and then you two can fire back because I'm fucking fuming still. Absolutely fucking fuming. I've seen Port Vale relegated many a time in my 37 year on this earth. I've seen us relegated because we haven't had enough money to compete in the league we were in. We knew that. We accepted it. The players put up fight, passion. We still went down. I've seen us relegated because we've tried something different, like the Norman era. He went down the foreign players. We knew what he was doing. He explained it to us. We tried it. We went down. However, at that time, on Boxing Day, Bruno Ribeiro was sacked or relieved of his job. Whatever. Bruno went. We then put Michael Brown in charge and we went down because we weren't good enough. But we tried. We brought in experienced players to try and keep us hang in that league. Hang on, hang on. I, no, I, I, I've got to stop you there. We did not try. Sam Kelly and JJ fucking Hooper phoned well, it in. you haven't let me finish. We brought in experienced players to try. We brought in Chris Eagles. We brought in yep. Andre Bikey. We brought in players with Premier League experience to try and stay in that league. Yes, there was players in there that didn't deserve to be in there. JJ Hooper, Sam Kelly, totally agree. They threw the towel in. We were the foot, we were the width of a post away from staying up at Fleetwood on the last day of the season. Funnily enough, Fleetwood, it always comes round to them, doesn't it? When Dan turned the charge at down, who for me wasn't good enough, but do you know what? He tried his arse off. Yesterday, I saw nothing from any of them players that suggest they're trying for their shirt, they're trying for the manager. And what makes it worse, I've never seen Vale relegated before because of mismanagement above the manager. And what I mean by that is, they knew at the end of August transfer window, because we all knew, and they told us at the forum a week before the window shut that we were short of a left wing back, we were short of a striker. We've known that for four months. We didn't have one day in the transfer window to put that right. We've had four months to go and bring in a striker that is capable of keeping us in this league because we've got enough players around the striker that if we get a decent striker and a left wing back that isn't towing a fucking grand piano when he tries to run, because I'd have you in a race against Conor Grant, Johnny, I'd back you and I'd put the fucking house on it. If we had got We've known this for four months. In fact, we've known it for 12 months. We haven't replaced Jamie Proctor yet. Now, that's not me calling for Jamie Proctor in 2024 to be the forward at Vale. That's me saying we have not replaced him since he's gone. We have been left with Ryan Loft, who we've chased for however long, because the club have told us that. We've been left with James Wilson, who has quality, we all know that, but needs someone with him to work off. And we've been left with a 16-year-old lad that we're hanging out to dry Every time we put him on that pitch, because he's nowhere near ready for men's football, he's got a lot of potential. couple of years' time, he could be there and thereabouts. At this moment in time, we're throwing him to the wolves every time he goes on. This isn't summer that on Thursday morning, we've gone, shit, we need to bring a striker in. 
For four months, we've known we needed to bring a striker in. For four months, we've known we needed to bring a left wing back in. All we've done is brought young, inexperienced players in that we hope are going to be good enough to keep us up with hope. That's all we've got. Burton Albion have gone and signed a striker. Now, is he the answer? I don't know. I don't know enough about Kyle Udley. But Burton Albion have gone, gone, we need a striker. We've got one. Exeter City have gone and got Moise. Now, when he signed, in a minute, in a minute, let me carry on and then come in. When they they signed Moise, we said, we've all rated Moise throughout his career. We've said it on this podcast many a time over the past three, four years. But we all said, Get why we haven't gone for him. He's a winger. We don't play wingers. So I get why we didn't go for him. But then a few hours later, we bring a young lad winger in and expect him to be the answer when we could have potentially got Moise. We are now relying on young lads. And by the way, two of the players we brought in this transfer when they couldn't get inside in this league. And we want them to keep us up. This is complete mismanagement from above Andy Crosby. Now, Andy Crosby has got to go. We should have been 10 points above where we are now before January, because we've thrown that many points away and we've thrown money away in the FA Cup and that's down to the manager. So we should be comfortably mid-table above that relegation zone. And if we'd had a decent manager up to the 1st of January, we would have been. However, I've now got every bit of sympathy for Andy Crosby because he's now managing with both arms tied behind his back because of what's happened from above him. I still don't think he's good enough. And between now and the end of the season, the only thing that we can realistically change to try and get a reaction is the manager. Because if we change the director of football now, that affects nothing till the summer. So it affects that. And I hear people saying David Flitcroft's picking this side, David Flitcroft is telling them how to play. If that's true, then Andy Crosby needs to grow a set of fucking balls because he's the one that's going to die by the sword. He's the one that when them players go over that white line, they should be doing what he tells them. He knows his job's on the line. So if he doesn't want to play that way, and I don't know whether he does or not, there's a lot of stuff here. I don't know what has happened because I haven't got inside information. But he needs to set the tactics for that team. And if he thinks, you know what, possession football isn't going work because he moaned about the pitch, which, by the way, seemed OK for the other for the opposition. He, he's the one that's telling them players go out and do what they do. He needs to go. If I'm going to get sacked, at least I'm going to get sacked playing the football I want to play. Now, we might be playing the football he wants to play because I don't know what conversations they've had. But Andy Crosby's got to go now and we've got to get a manager to try and get a reaction. And by the way, the free agent market's open. I'd be going to Troy Deeney because he's probably the only one that's played football recently that's a free agent and saying, we'll give you the small basic with a 50 grand bonus if we can stay in this league and you can keep us up. Because yesterday when Ethan Chisler got pushed into that advertising board and not one of his teammates went over to kick off was an absolute fucking disgrace. And every time we conceded a goal, not one of the Vale players went and bollocked another player. They were clapping. Come on, lads. Come on, lads. Fuck off. Go and grab someone round the neck. Tell them, do your fucking job or get out of the club because it's an absolute disgrace and we're heading to League Two. And we're heading to League Two because we haven't got a good enough manager and we fucked up January for the second year in a row. Carry on, Johnny. Yeah, a couple, couple of things. Like, I don't, I'm not defending anyone here, but you mentioned Kyle Hudlin. Kyle Hudlin's played 21 professional games in his career. Like I say, I didn't say he was the answer. I clearly said that. However, they needed a striker and went and got one. We needed yeah, a striker and didn't. No, but he's played 21 professional games, so you'd, you'd still be moaning about him not being in the in the experience category. So, like, I wouldn't. 
I would take him coming on over Bailey De Pepper at this moment in time. And again, that's no disrespect to Bailey De Pepper. I think he's got a lot of potential and has got a good career ahead of him. But at this moment in time, we're relying on a 16, 17-year-old lad that hasn't developed enough to play men's football yet. I'd take we, anyone with any experience over that or old enough over that. But I think at 23, if you've played 21 professional games, that's that's not the answer either. I don't I don't I don't think that adds anything. The Moisa thing, I 100% agree with. I I, I I wasn't that bothered when people were like moaning about it online and stuff like that. But then to see us go and bring a winger in, wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that's that it's madness. Um, seeing as we don't, well, we didn't play with wingers and then decided to, and yeah, that that was a experiment of catastrophic failure. Um, by the way, Kyle Dublin's twenty one. Is that football league appearance including Soliol Moores and that? No, not not including Soliol. He played he played fifty eight times for Soliol. Um, so he's but, got about seventy odd appearances yeah, in men's football. Yeah, similar to Martin. Yeah. So. He's, he's, he's in the same category of experienced as Martin is. Yeah, and like I say, I'm not saying he's necessarily the answer, but surely he's a better option than Bailey De Pepper in February 2024. He might not be in February 2026, but in February 2024, surely he's a better option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Steph will tell you in about a month's time when yeah. we've seen a bit of him. Yeah. I think look, look if he if he, if he if he goes if goes on at Burton and scores ten goals between now and the end of the season then yes obviously but they couldn't get a tune out to Cole Stockton and he's gone come off the bench for Barrow and scored in his first game mm. like, and then scored again at the weekend when he started no did start at the weekend and scored started at the weekend yeah I'm sure he did yeah so, so do you know what I mean like it 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 does sometimes prove that there was rumours that Stockton was too far away from home which. Felt like bonkers to me, but he's back up north. Apparently, he's, he's moved back closer to Barrow, even though they train in Manchester. Don't ask. Train in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask. But that's that. That's that. That's the rumours coming out to the Burton side of it, anyway. And he seems happy, and he's like, he scored. He scored a few goals. So I don't think that would have ever worked for us. Um. So it's it, it's really. It's really difficult to pinpoint a player you look at and go, he's moved here and I really wish we'd had him. That's my thing at the minute is I haven't seen anyone where I think, oh, realistically, like, because obviously Aaron Collins going to, to, to Bolton, you'd, you'd, buy, you'd buy your hand off for. But yeah, of course you would. Realistically, I haven't seen anybody that I thought, Oh, that that would have been a cracking signing. Do you know what I mean? Like players like Charlie White that moved on deadline day have got he, he's gone to Rotherham League above us. Like there's 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 not there's not one player I've looked at who's signed for someone in our league and I or even in League Two and I've thought I'd have a bit of him. And that's that's my thing is well who could we have been in for? But we've had four months sort this. It wasn't a hang on, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't, we aren't shopping there. No, but where we're told we're not shopping there. We're shopping no. in Scotland and Ireland and fucking Australia. But what, so, so, so what had... they brought to the table? Where, what, what, how long have we been there? Three yeah. days. Because if, 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 if we, when have we decided we're going to change up? Because. Well, yeah. 
we are fucked this big time. Yes. And I said, you can't decide with three days of the window left or a week of the window left, right, we're going to fuck off to a different country and have a look there. Because then you're relying on backing, backing the striker you've probably seen once. And then you're going back over video highlights of someone. Especially if you're looking at... No, this is, this is going to sound really disrespectful now, but especially if you're looking at League of Ireland and stuff like that. Because going off Kof, for example, who starred in the League of Ireland and played for a couple of clubs and stuff like that, he looked wild for his depth. And that could have been us. Do you know what I mean? That that might not be him. I don't know how he did on, on, on his first game for Wimbledon, for example, but he looked wild for his depth. And he he was twenty what is twenty three, is he? So I just on, I, was, I was gonna say on that, I was gonna say me both of me and you, Johnny, both said to each other yesterday a better manager gets a tune out of this. Mm-hmm. And they do. So they do. Sometimes, uh, are we asking fucking stupid things of players? What what really frustrates me is, and I, I said I said I said this to to Goodwin and them on, on the way home yesterday, right? When Daryl Clark come in, and this isn't me because I've moaned about this, this isn't me asking for Clark back. But when Daryl Clark come in, we were shit. We were very shit. And the first thing he did was make us hard to beat. It wasn't pretty. That Leighton Orient game was far from pretty, but we all sat there and praised that performance, didn't we? Because yes. what we needed stopped, at that time, yeah, it stopped the rot, and that's that's where that that's where I'm at. That's the thing we now need to do. We now need to go back to basics and go. Let's be hard to beat. Let's be a bit horrible. Let's waste a bit of time here and there. Fleetwood at nil nil, we're wasting time. Seven minutes into the game. They were wasting time because they knew that, well, Charlie Adam would have set them up going, get a point here, this kickstarts our season. But then the gift that keeps on giving turned up and we, we all know what happened. But it's, we for me, you've got to look at every level at, at the club. The manager's got to take a shitload of blame. Bez, you've said it already. We should have been better off. We should have been losing to Ipswich. In the third round of the FA Cup, I'd had had a, had a decent amount of money and been in a, in a better place for January mon- monetary wise. The quarter final of the the League Cup was all well and good, but he couldn't motivate them for the biggest game of of the, the their players' lives. Not one of them players will ever. Sorry, no, that that's harsh. Alfie and Ollie may play in a quarter final of of, of a League Cup at some point. No one else in our squad will ever play in the League Cup quarterfinal ever again. So you you couldn't motivate you couldn't motivate that. We we were shy that day, Agreed. and he, sh- he should have gone then. We we've been we were nice enough to go. Oh, you've got us there. We'll give it you because that's how it felt. Yes. After that day, it should have been sorry. This isn't working. And then I get that we we weren't as shit during December. So things were but a bit people, like... And I get we got 10 points in December. I get that. Yeah, We played well in two games. We played well against Blackpool and Wigan. We had nine games in December. Two of them cup, granted. No, three were cup because we, all three cups we went out of. We played well in two games. We got a yeah. win against Exeter 
I don't know how, because we were fucking diabolical, only worse yesterday, which I've got to say, in 35 years, I'm 37, so 35, 34 years of watching Bale, I think yesterday is the worst performance I have ever seen from a Port Bale side, and I've seen some shit. I never thought, I, I never thought I'd go into a season where we'd lost 7-0 and not think that that's the worst we'd played. Agree. And that and that's how bad it is. You look back at these last two, this this last performance especially. We didn't actually play that bad against Barnsley. No, in comparison. And the reason given for sacking Daryl Clark was the football had got that bad. This football's worse now. This football hasn't been good for a while. That's that's <laughs> this football. I mean, when we were losing games in October time, we were still playing decent football, and I know. Tom, you weren't you weren't in fully agreement that it was decent football, and that's fine. People have got different views, but in my opinion, we were playing decent football. We were trying the right things. We were recycling the ball. We were trying to play a better way. This last two months has just been boring. The Portsmouth game because I thought we did a good job on Portsmouth for the majority of it. Boring that we haven't we haven't been in a game. Like we haven't, we haven't, we haven't looked like we're fighting for it. We haven't, we we, we haven't looked arsed, and that's what pains me the most. We don't look bothered by it, and that that stems solely at Andy Crosby's door. Like, I'll tell you what, I've reckon under twelve's game today at Marfisley Cricket Club at twelve o'clock, there was more fight, passion, and determination in them two sides there. Yes, uh, today than there was in that Bale side yesterday. And that that. Do you know what? You, you've already picked up the two things I want to pick up about yesterday. The Chislet thing's a fucking disgrace. An absolute disgrace. Your mate gets not, e- not even pushed into the boards. You know I mean, like, your mate gets kicked and you're fighting for him as, as a player. You go and you, you, you go and get involved and like just show show that you show that he's your mate. We all just stood there and went, well, it's not a foul, so um like Chizzy must be playing on it. He got pushed into the boards. It it was it, it was bonkers. It was absolutely bonkers. Johnny, just, you were my manager at Portly. Yeah. I was probably the player that you would probably say is least likely to kick off. Yeah. yeah. What happened when our captain got elbowed in the face? Yeah, you, you you turned into a mental case for a, for a few minutes and I had to sub you because you were elbowing people in the face. Yeah. But it's also twenty two man brawl because they don't do that to your mate. No, and and that's the, that's the, that's the pain. Do you know what I mean? Like that, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand what what the tactic is. The the bloke that was almost laughed at on the forum night that said we were too nice. The stats that he was pulling out like don't mean anything. That you can be, you can be, you don't have to, you don't have to be nice because you're not picking up yellow cards. But like yesterday was 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 pathetically weak. And like you just look at him and go, "Are you bothered?" Like, are we here? And it can't be a coincidence. I mean, we've heard from enough players that have left Vale and players that are still there about how good the team spirit is, how close they are, how how much Crosby's brings players together and stuff like that. So that's not a coincidence. I mean, like when when Stone and Hall who have left and Stone especially who left, I'd say under a cloud. Because, like, I, I, I don't think like, I, I don't think he left by choice of anything other than 
I know I'm not going to get played here, so I'm going. For, for them to say that, that, and then for me to see that performance yesterday, not backing up your mate, it's like, well, what does it actually mean then? I don't understand what it actually means. Ripley, when he comes out, and that the line had not put his flag up, pissed me right off, because I don't get why he wouldn't put his flag up there until Ripley had been kicked, but anyway. But Ripley comes out, gets kicked. Everyone just stands around and goes, he's hurt, and waves the physio on. It's like, go and go, just go and create a bit of havoc. Like, I just, we just don't protect each other. And it, that's down to Crosby. That, yeah. It's down to the players as well, obviously. Like, you, you, you don't, as a player, if a manager says, Something you don't lose, you don't lose what 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 you're about. So that's down to them as well. But that's down to Crosby. That is that's down to him sticking by the laws of the game that says you can't surround a referee, for example. But which one of our players out on that pitch yesterday? Because Ben Gaddity, I think, would. Which one of our players do you think would go and get an opposition's face and go, "You've hit my mate. I'm coming for you." Because I don't think we've got one. We need a Troy Deeney in that team. And I keep saying his name because he's an honourable bastard. And you know what? He'll fail the dickhead test. And he'll go in that dressing room and grab him by the throat and tell him, get a fucking set of balls and show some fight. But I don't care if he fails the dickhead test. And yeah. we need someone like that in the club at the moment. And we need someone like that, but we don't need him. Maybe not him, but we need If he ain't good like enough to play for fucking Foddy Screen, then he ain't good enough to play for us at the end of the day. Because there was a reason he wasn't playing at fucking Foddy Screen. His, his legs have gone. He, he wouldn't keep up. But yeah, I agree we need someone along them lines. The, the, the only one on that pitch yesterday for me probably would have been Funzo, who I thought. But I, but he, he comes across to me as a little bit more of a, I'd rather have a sly little word in your ear than I would. And that's... that. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm going to throw him under the bus a little bit. I'm purely basing that on what Ollie Arblaster said to me. That's how he is. He's a little bit of a sly, sly in the... But we need a bit of... I'm not asking you to walk over and wallop the youth in the chops. No, I'm asking you, you to just go and fucking give the referee a bit of a decision here to say, hang on, actually, he has just fucking launched him in the stand. He's on the floor, he's injured. And we all just walk back as if to say, all right, we'll sit here and we wait for the goal kick. The physios will come and sort Ethan out and that's fine. We can't... It's pathetic. This not. I'm. Oh, I get. We're a family club, and I'm. I'm doing that thing with my fingers. The quotation marks. Right. That's fine. That doesn't mean we can have no fucking bite on the pitch, because that yesterday was pathetic, from top to bottom, fight-wise. Like you said, not a single one back. But if you're not backing your mate up when the ball's not in play, then you're certainly not backing your mate up when the ball's in play. How many times yesterday, uh, I, I lost count between the, the six or seven of us that were stood together, did we just say, oh, fucking hell, clip him, take one. Don't leave your mate two on one. Take a yellow card. Look at and, the second goal. He's ran straight through four of our players. Uh, but that wasn't the only time he's ran through no, four players. No, it wasn't. And, he's, and, and it seems to be, it, it's the only thing that's pointed out because obviously they've gone on to score. The best thing I think Alex Jacovetti did yesterday was get in the way once of that of the big youth number five who got man of the match for them. Mm. And I don't think you know an awful lot about that. But we well, should yeah. have absolutely cleaned that fucker out from the off because he was running the show. Yeah, and he, he needs... Oh, sorry, Johnny. 
Well, that was the one we all thought was a foul, wasn't it? Which the ref didn't actually give a foul for as well. Yeah, that, it, was, that was the most impressive thing about but, it. But the problem was that was seventy minutes into the game. I think yeah. we were two. We were two down. But we we were as soon as they scored, we were miles out of that because at no point were we scoring twice. At no point were we scoring once. But what I will say is, obviously, Johnny, you've just touched on with Crosby, and uh, with regards to uh, you said about the Middlesbrough game, you didn't get him riled up. For me, tactically, we're so fucking far away. Yeah. We. And I wonder how much is that playing in people's minds? I'm saying, I can't go over, I can't get involved over there. I've got a fucking stick over here. This is my position. I've been told we're rigid in this formation. This is how we've got to play. Because at the minute, we ain't got a fucking clue what to do with that ball when it comes out. So, how many? So, t- I said to you yesterday, mate, I, I, I said to you yesterday, look what happens when Fleetwood lost the ball yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that. I was going to bring that in then. Yeah, straight back in behind the ball. Yeah, straight back in behind the ball. They were organised. They were doing the basics. They were shit. And but they forced us wide. And that was they it. Could... But... Forced us wide, knowing one Gavin Massey was never getting past. And I kept saying to you, Pay yesterday, their little lad at left back, he had an outstanding game because he was much quicker than Gavin Massey. He was much more on the ball than Gavin Massey. But he just did the bit. He got himself in the middle of him. Every time Gavin Massey knocked the ball past him, he got him his body in between the ball and Gavin Massey. And I think we got that free kick in the first half that was not free kick uh, down the down the right hand side. And that was the only time he, again quotation marks, put a foot wrong. Um, and they forced us wide, knowing full well that we've got Ryan Loft in the middle, who, granted, for the majority of the game yesterday, he did okay. But I think late on in the second half, he flicked one over, he headed one over the stand. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen Ryan Loft on the end of a cross since he's been in a Vail Street, apart from Wrexham in the EFL trophy. That's fucking pathetic for a team who are, well, a team who are playing with wingbacks for a start. It's, and it, the team it, are actually putting quite a lot of crosses, according to stats. Well, exactly. And 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 the thing is, you if you watch us, we, we rolled the ball out to Smithy. Smithy yesterday was atrocious because he didn't know what... He, he might as well. He looked like... You know when you give a, a, a two-year-old a football and you say, kick it to me, and it's not on their strong foot and they have to pick it up and put it on the other side and then kick it with their strong foot. That was what Nathan Smith might as well have done yesterday. But then we we have no plan whatsoever what to do when we've got the ball. We do not know what to do with when we've got the ball. But then also in the same breath, when we lose the ball, we are fucking all over the shop. We just and won't. I and I don't get why. I don't understand why, because no one moves. So Well, exactly. Everyone you, should be in position. Yeah. And, but yesterday we saw Ethan Chislett. How many times was he a left wing back yesterday? Like. Loads. If I'm if I'm if I'm his manager, I'm screaming at Chizzy to the point that I'm plan- I'd bring him up if he's ignoring me by dropping that deep. I mean, he, sh- he can't be picking the ball because he, you're either asking far too much of Ethan Chislett to do something from from it, essentially at, at some point he was left back, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what he was expecting. If he's doing that off his own accord because he's getting frustrated, then you let him do it two or three times. Then you say to him, "Hold on." You're killing us here because you're one of the main men who it should be being played into in between the lines. 
tactically, we're fucked. We haven't got a clue. Middlesbrough, Johnny, you touched on. We were sent out and we were sent out with the wrong fight. We were sent out tactically miles off it. We we tried to close down a team who could comfortably play Brounders. The fuck yeah, are we but... doing that for? Stand up to do what Fleetwood did yesterday. Get men behind the ball, pack it. And then you've got to have, you've got to have a shout. Tom Conlon, Daryl Clark, see, season we went up, Tom Conlon was a shout. If Tom Conlon went, everybody else went. And it worked because everybody else knew if TC goes, we all go. At the minute now, someone chases twice, two or three times yesterday. Even Chisler had go running to the goalkeeper. Lofty went running to the goalkeeper. And then they just passed it out and someone else would go running. But then once he played out of them two, that was it. We, we dropped off like fuck. It's pathetic because you're running two people into the ground and then dropping off. And and, every, and all of a sudden, the, the, the two men were chasing down and the goalkeeper in the centre half. We're two men out then. So all of a sudden, you've got an overload out wide. You've got Jason Lowe who can't fucking run in the middle of the park. I, I loved, I, I like Jason Lowe. He's a very good player, but he can't play in the middle of the pitch. You but were I, asking far too much of him. Yeah, I told, I told you yesterday, though, didn't you? We're asking a right-back play centre-mid. Yeah, and then I think, I, I can't remember if it was the lad who stood behind me or whether it was one of our group. Someone said, every time he's played in the middle, he's either been substituted or moved because it hasn't worked. But that, said, that, what, that says to me that's not, that's not necessarily his fault. I can't right. remember him having a good game in the middle. No, no, I, I, I don't, I don't. I, I and then you've got the Stevenage game where he went to the middle and we yeah. fucking fluffed it. Yeah. And I just, I just don't understand that Jason Lowe's been our best centre off, and yet we move, we moved him when you've got a centre mid on the bench, where you've got a centre mid who and hasn't done anything wrong. No. By the way, let's just clarify that Tom Sang has been probably. Since and he had a bit of a ropey start, didn't he? I'd say since probably October. Yeah, one yeah. of our more consistent performers. Yeah. More than fair. More than yeah. fair. More than. I, I, we 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 weren't big. Tom Sang's biggest fans at the start, but no. he, he grew into it. And I thought, do you know what? There's a, there's a very there's a very decent player in here, and and we always said at the start we could see there was a decent player in there, but he looks more like a midfielder than a wing back. Yeah, but he grew into wing back really well. Yes. I was going to say, now, now to me, I'd, I'd fucking have him right wing back all day. Yeah, he's but, been our best wing back this season. Without a doubt. Yeah. He, he, he can't and, and I'll be honest, bringing him on at 2-0 down yesterday, he's nothing. He's not, a, he's, not a, he's not a game changer. We brought him on at right back as well. That takes well, exactly. A he's not a game changer. He's a solid, give you a six or seven every week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just there's a lot that frustrates. Like Reese Walters, for example, is is that all down to the 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 contract situation? Like, is that why he's not being involved? And I'm not saying he should start, but when we're looking at yesterday, moving Jason Lowe out to centre half or starting Reese Walters for 45, knowing that Funzo can do 45. Why wouldn't we? Like, if it's solely down to his contract situation, then fair. Like, I, Do we, I, I, I don't know where you pair sit with the, are you big believers in 
start them, get the 45 out, and then take them off, or you uh, bring them on if you need them. Start your best 11 in my eyes, mate. Yeah. yeah. Start Especially the position we're in. If we're a comfortable mid-table team that's 12 points above the drop and you think, Do you know what, I don't want risk in cases, by all means, play, put him on the bench and bring him on if you need him. We were playing bottom of the league now when we were three points outside the relegation zone, which, by the way, they're taking the piss out of us now because Charlie Adams just picked up his first win against Port Vale. And it had to be Port Vale. Had to be yeah. Port Vale. The thing, the thing with Funzo, uh, and especially that, uh, and the way he plays, he likes to come and get the ball off the centre-halves. The three centre-halves who started that game yesterday were that fucking terrible, the first half, that they didn't they didn't have a clue second half when Funzo come on. They didn't, they were both, they, well, all, well, I, I, we switched formations that many bloody times. Um, they didn't want to give him the ball because they didn't want to fuck up a five-yard pass. And it was more than feasible that they were going to balls up that five-yard pass yesterday. So he basically rendered Funzo out. He, he, he looked so pissed off yesterday. But the amount of times I get my arse out watching the match and I watch other teams and they're firing balls at each other. We're rolling them. We're asking him to get twatted. We've got, to, we've got no intensity about a play whatsoever. But again, I don't you know, know if that's because we don't know where it's supposed to be going. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Jason Lowe yesterday as a right back, if Conor Ripley throws that ball out to me, as a as a tactical thing, as a passage of play, you should have two or three options where you think, right, I'm waiting on a, a run from Lofty, or is Jensen where you're going to drop him from there, and he's going to drop behind and I'll go in there, or am I, or am I coming back? The only thing we've got is, right, we'll get it out. We'll have a look up. No one's moving. Right, foot on, back to Smith, back to Ripley. And then it gets slumped up and it just comes, and we lose a ball. And we've got no idea what to do with it. We lost. We're hanging Lofty out to dry because we're lumping it up to him. He's winning it on. People are getting frustrated because there's no fuck around him. No one's gambling. Connor Ripley yesterday, right, I night. And on art, right, fantastic of him for coming over and apologising. Take some bollocks because that could have gone one of two ways. And I don't think uh, I don't think he did a great deal wrong in the game apart from, again, distribution. Because some of the kicks, he's fucking... He's, he's just dinking the ball. It's like we're playing can you kick it in a wheelie bin? You've got to push his favour up. Put some wally behind it. Even when he's even when he was dinking the ball though, like yesterday, the problem was he was dinking it over Jesse Deborah's head from about five yards away. It, it's, it was things like that that were frustrating with Ripley yesterday. Like he had a very yeah. bad ten minutes first half, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had a very bad ten, and he knew it. Like he was telling himself "fuck off," which is fine. I know, um, I know, I know, but he doesn't. And, and I'm and I'm I'm going to try and be on the basis of it. right. All right, I understand. Yeah, all right, he's telling himself "fuck off." It doesn't excuse it though. No, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna batter one player who hasn't told himself to fuck off and then not batter just because someone's you know didn't know it isn't good enough. It needs to be sorted because how many times a season has he kicked it out? Yeah, I get that. I think that the thing the thing with that is, I think you've got to look at both sides of it. The actual clip out to Deborah wasn't good enough. That's 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 different than the clip itself. The clip is tactical. The, the not being able to execute it is on the player. 
and I think that that's that's what I'm getting at. No, I'm not. I think yeah, I think my mind mind's probably more going to the fact of it's happened that many times now. The fuck are we still doing it for? Yeah, it's tactical. That, that, you this, know what, lads? We're on about yesterday now. I won't go to yesterday later because there's bigger issues at this club than yesterday. Yeah. These issues run deep. Johnny, where are the issues and how do we sort it? Because at this moment in time, we're a League Two club in the waiting. We're going down. We look fucking diabolical. There's big issues at this club and January has not addressed any of them. We've had no communication from the club since the January transfer window shut, which is fucking diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. And if there's no communication tomorrow, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm done. I'm completely done. And when I say I'm done, I put thousands of pounds a year in that club, as do you, and this is not a mar to look at me. We all do. Thousands of pounds. I'm the sort of fan that my dad didn't want the third shirt, so I went and brought it to put money in the club. If I'm in Bersam and I want a pie, I won't buy a pie from right. I'll go up to the ground and buy a pie to put money in the club. Every time I go in the club shop, I'll buy something to put money in the club. I won't take a flask to the ground because I'll buy a coffee at the club, even though I could take a flask. I'm done. I'm going to use my season ticket from now. I'm not putting another penny in because I put pennies into that club and they are pennies compared to what they need to see a product on the pitch. I don't believe my money's going to the product on the pitch now. And that's not a dig at the community because I think what we do there is absolutely fantastic, but it can't be at the detriment of what's going on on the pitch. I'm done. I'm not going another away game because I'm not throwing bad money after good now. I'll go and use my season ticket. And if we're a League Two club next season and nothing has changed in the structure of the club, i.e. at this moment, I'm director of football out as well as manager out. If nothing has changed, if Crosby's there, if Flickcroft's there, I'm done at the end of this season. What's gone wrong and why do we put it right? Look, I, I get the Flickcroft side of it, right? But... We're very quick to criticise his signings and not praise the good ones. And we had this... Last... Not, as you know, because... I'm... No, no, you're not. I get that. But as, as a fan base, we are. Because... Yes, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Everything that goes wrong has always been Flickcroft's yeah, but problems, you, you, even when you it hasn't. At, yeah, you looked at Alice Harrison signing, for example. Oh, it's a Daryl Clark signing. But Matty Taylor went wrong. It's a Flickcroft signing. When... Mm. We, we, it's not because Daryl's just gone and given him a two and a half year contract at fucking Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. So you've you've got you've got to look at the whole Flickcroft thing as as what it is. He was brought in, whether he's talked himself into that position or not. I, we 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 only know part of that story, and I think that needs clearing up because it's a stick that's used to beat him with. Um, and if he has talked himself into that position, that's on Carroll, not on not on Flipcroft, because there's not many clubs that haven't got a sporting director, a director of football, a technical director in the pyramid at all. Forest Forest Green have got one who are bottom of the pyramid at the minute, for example. Colchester have and stuff like that. So so that the, these these things aren't new. They're not different. We we were probably one of the only clubs that was being left behind by not having this. Is is he the right person for it? Well, at the minute, track record would say yes. We survived that first season by him going out and getting Daryl Clark, who was an experienced manager and is is the opposite of everything that everything that people are throwing at at at, at Flickcroft saying, 
we won't go and get an experienced manager because he wants a yes man under him, this, that, and the other, right? So his first his first appointment was Clark, success. Promotion, sign some real good players, success under a director of football, staying up last season, success, some real good signings last season, some real bad signings as well. And we 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 spoke about it the other week. He's on about seven or eight out of ten in terms of what he gets right. Couple that he's got wrong. Ryan Johnson, for example, you, you praise him for him because he's got it wrong, got got a good got a good bit of money for him, and you can walk away there. But the left wing back situation we've known about since October. The striker situation we've known about since October. You look at the centre half situation that we're at. We've we've played nineteen different partnerships or something pathetic like that. That's that's not good enough. I mean that that's either bad signings, bad management, or both. So Flickcroft's got to take a lot of flack for it. I don't believe you can sack your director of football after after one bad managerial appointment. But I get that there's a bit more than just it's a bad managerial appointment. It's hanging on to that manager too long. It's then not backing that manager with the correct tools for the job or even or even a cheap tool, for, for example. So there is there is stuff that's categorically wrong. Now, before I'm sat in there going, I want Flitcroft out, I need to know, have we not got that wing back because another club's come in, outbidders, and then we've gone down the list, down the list, and we've gone, do you know what? Mitch is back in two weeks' time. We, we've been told mid-March, but M- Mitch is back in two weeks' time. Planty's back in two weeks' time. Whoever, whoever it is, and actually, that player is as good as the one that we're going to bring in, so let's see the next couple of weeks out. That, If that's the case, fine. I'll, 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 give, I'll, I'll give him that one. I'm not happy because we've known about it since October, but I'll give him that one. The striker situation, unforgivable. Because we went from needing one striker on January the 1st to needing two strikers on January the 30th because of Uch getting injured. So we, we, we put ourselves in a position where if we, if we didn't sign a single striker, man, it's fucked. To not sign one when Uch has just had his shoulder ripped out and he's out till the end of the season, because he is, let's be fair, there's two mm. games left when he's back, and three days, three days before he had, he had his up as well before the window shut. It wasn't yeah. like we found out on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's it. So there's there's more than enough reasons why we shouldn't we shouldn't be sat here saying we need to look at Troy Deeney because I'm with you, Bez, on Troy Deeney only because he's he's had a preseason and he's been training. Agree. Right. I would have took Connor Wickham, but we know he hasn't played for nine months, so he's going to take a month to get up to speed at least. Yeah, and the the, the majority of the rest on there, like people have I've seen people have been talking Gary Medine, for example, but they neglect to to remind remember that his his ACL ruptured last year, so has been out nine months with an injury. And let's be fair, he's not the smallest of blokes, so. We just put ourselves in another Uch situation there that it'll take three months for him to get anywhere near up for speed. No, so, with that in the League Two club. Yeah. So the, the, there's the, there's a lot of failings. There's a lot of failings. And I think, like I say, I need, where I need to know now is 
has budget been wasted? And if so, right, okay, fair enough. Is that because we were we over-egged what Connor Ripley is worth a week to go and get him, for example? And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have signed Connor Ripley, but have we have we gone? Do you know what? We'll chuck him an extra five hundred quid, and then we've gone. Oh, Bolton have come after Funzo at the start of the season. Let's chuck him an extra five hundred quid, and then we've gone. Oh, do you know what? Connor Grant's available, and we really want him. Let's chuck him an extra five hundred quid to get him over the line, sort of thing. We we know that Jason Lowe was at Carlisle, for example, and he's accepted a deal with us. Have we gone? Oh, we know he's there. Let's let's do so. Then five hundred quids is what I'm getting at. Build up, build up, and build up quickly to a another person's wage. And it's like, have we done that? Which would be mismanagement of budget, or have we gone? This is your budget. We've budgeted it right. Got to the striker situation, and you've got clubs bidding five hundred k for strikers that are worth hundred grand twelve months ago. So we're sat there going shit, and then the other ones are going, well. He's worth 500k and wanting 10 grand a week. I scored 10 goals in this league last season, so I'll be asking for seven grand a week now. And have we looked at that gone, we can't afford that? And Carol's gone, yeah, yeah, we can't afford that and we won't pay it. So there's, there's a lot of things where I kind of need to know the answers before I'm fully on Flipcroft out. He's on borrowed time because the striker and left wing back situation is 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 a disgrace. But if you look at having Ollie and Alfie that everyone are appraising the season, saying, look, look oh, what, what this and the other about, that's on, that's on him. That, that's on Flitcroft. So you've, you've got to give him the same amount of credit as you do stick for things. So that's why I'm just not quite at the, I need him gone. I think for me, he lives. He lives and dies on his on his next managerial appointment and transfer window. But are now, we actually going to get rid of Crosby? Well, that, that that's part that that's part of what he lives and dies on, mate. If he keeps Crosby and pipe dream here, but if he keeps Crosby and we go get Johnson Clark Harris in the summer, then you go okay. Let 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 let's see. That's providing obviously we stay up. But let let's see what happens. Let's see let's see what happens when he's been. Backed with the right tools, as long as we don't compromise and go. Well, we've gone and got you, Johnson Clark Harris, but we've also signed like these three kids from non-league to play centre half. Like if Andy Crosby, I can't back down. If he's if he's our manager next season, mate, then fuck me, we are in trouble. Yeah, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, if he's our manager in the summer, we're a League Two club in the summer. Because there's nothing, there's nothing here that screams we. We're doing the right things. We just haven't got the quality. We're not. No, I, it's not. We're not doing the right things. By we don't look like we're trying the right things. Yeah, which is which is fair. And I, I, yeah, I, I can't. It, it came to a point where we came out and went. Uh, uh, when did it shine? Was it October? Yes, somewhere around that somewhere time. Like that. And it and it took us till was it was it Boxing Day and before we went. Oh, maybe we should play up to him. I know, I, I know we, we did it the Burton game in the FA Cup replay, didn't we, the, the start of December? Yeah. And I, and I came on that night and I said, that's how we've got to play with Hooch. Play direct to him. I said, but he just didn't quick enough if we're switching sides of the pitch that you can keep doing it because you're going to kill him. 
Yeah. And you two have mentioned, and again, I don't want to talk about yesterday yet, but you two have mentioned Fleetwood got back in shape quick. We allowed him because we were that slow on the ball. If we'd have got the ball forward quicker, maybe we'd have been able to get him before they got in shape. But we actually sat back, knocked the ball around the back, went, go on, get in shape, lads. Let's make it hard for ourselves. Yeah, and I that's think, coming from the manager because we're yeah, not getting think, the ball forward. I think with regards to Flickcroft, and I'll just, uh, I will just clarify, I went for a quick press centre if I've said anything. If I say anything now that Johnny has said, um, I apologise. Uh, I think the... The, the statement he made at that forum of I don't was it I don't deal or I don't talk about relegation or relegation is not in my vocabulary yeah right bullshit mate we fucking we're one place above it it can't not be and we'd be inside there if Redden hadn't been deducted points yeah and I, but, but but it's I, I feel like that what a what a fucking ridiculous statement to make because it's basically it's an appeasal of the people who are sitting in front of you on the night. You've, 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 you're saying it just to appease people. You know full well you're looking over your fucking shoulder because you can't not you can't sit in twentieth and say I'm not thinking about relegation. I don't give a shit if you've got games in hand because you've got to win them games. And quite frankly, is, are we one three and twenty three at the minute? Is it? Something, something ridiculous like that. So, ridiculous. So, so nothing screams that we're going to win three fucking games on the bounce, does it? No. We've got 19 games left and we need 20 points. I haven't we've got 19 games. We've got, we've got eight of them this month. Yeah. And so I so by that. the end of this month, we're nearly halfway to the end of the... Yeah. Between now and the end of the season. I'm sure we haven't picked up 20 points in the last 19 games. So what makes us think we're picking up 20 in the next 19? Yeah. It, 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 and it's, it's, it's stuff like that is, is don't say stuff just to get people off your back. I'd have rather him come out and said, look, you know, we understand the situation we're in and I will try my level best to ensure that doesn't happen. And that is my job. That is my job between now and the end of the season is to make sure that doesn't happen. Don't come out and say, it ain't going to happen because it, it's not in my vocabulary. Bollocks, yeah, mate. because you look fucking stupid if we do get relegated now. Of course he does, but then the problem is as well, like I've just said, eight games in February. It's, you know, all four games left. What does he do? Give Andy Crosby all of February? And then someone else has got to come in with 12 games left. And then all of a sudden, that is a that is a dogfight. And then somebody keeps it, say, say somebody comes in and keeps us up. But then what? What's to say they're the right man for the job? Or they just come in to keep us up? They've got to tune out to someone for 12, 12, 12 games. All games that on paper are easier are all in February. I'll be honest, mate. We haven't got no games that are easy at the minute. We've played bottom no. of the league three times and lost them fucking all. That's why I said easier. Every single game we've got is, is more difficult than playing us at the minute. Yeah. But as I said when you were gone, Tom, that's it. I'm not putting another penny in that club because... The window to me, what we've just done, says they can't be arsed anymore. They don't want to stay up. And I know that's stupid. And I know they have tried to get plays because I'd be daft to think they haven't. But what they produce says to me they can't be arsed anymore. So if they can't be arsed, why should I be arsed? On an away day, you're spending 100 quid a day easy with coach fare, ticket in, beers, etc. I'll put 50 quid in a savings account next time we play away. I'm not going. 
I understand, and I understand, right, and it's all very well and good. I could go in there tomorrow. Carol could sack David Flickcroft and appoint me as director of football, and I could go on that stage and I could sit there and say, hey, don't worry, I've rang Tottenham. You know, we've got a good relationship with them. I'm going to try bringing all these players. But at the end of the day, if they aren't coming in, understand, yes, we've got Alfie and Ollie, right, two. We've signed Dan Gore from Man United, fantastic. Jensen Weir, at the minute, probably looks like League One's his standard. He's not a standout. He's a, 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 a six out of ten League One midfielder. Blackpool have said it. It's, I, 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 don't, I don't want us going after all these clubs and kissing us. Johnny, you alluded to, he kept mentioning Chelsea. Yeah. And we've had fuck all from Chelsea. So we're, we're, it's not getting us anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it might get us something in the summer, but we aren't in the fucking summer. Because at the minute, when we get to the summer, Chelsea might not touch us because we're too far down for their kids to come here now. Or, or yeah. you, or you looking at the, you looking at the next calibre kid, then, aren't you? You looking at well, the you're looking at the under 18s instead of the under 23s. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's the issue for me. You look, Flickcroft should not have mentioned Chelsea at all unless we'd got ink on that paper. And. Hundred percent, but it appeased people on the night. Yeah, but which is fine because it made it made everyone feel like yeah we we've got this in hand we know what we need. But but then does it not feel worse now? Yeah, because we haven't delivered. But that's but that that that's fine because you said Tom, you said that when we were talking two weeks before, you weren't concerned until the window was closed, right? Yeah, can I, you tell I've slightly changed me uh, <laughs> me focus? Yeah, yeah, but I was. I went that night and then I walked out of it going, it feels like we've got this in hand. Yeah? yeah. So it's now made me angrier because the day before the day before we were still having conversations and I was saying to you, this window's a disgrace. And you were telling me, don't worry about it, mate. We've still got two weeks left of it. Let's see. Anyone happens. who listened to the pod Thursday night can hear, even with two hours, an hour left. I still thought we'd pull something out of the bag. Yeah, and and that's and that that that's it. That that's that's basing it on what what you've what we've heard out of them, like physically out of their mouths as well. So they've got to now back that up and go, either a we fucked it, or b a few things have happened and they've got to be good things. Do you know what I mean they've got to be like? But I, 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 the problem with that though is. There was, I would say, 60% of the fan base were worried. There was the other 40% were, okay, give it time. But I, I still think of that 60%, I was in the 60% that were worried, but I was also a bit like, I still think there's a chance. Now, you come yeah. with summer, and I'm sitting here on, is it August the 10th it starts next year? I think so, yeah. If we start getting towards the end of July, he ain't going to get that fucking, that two-week period like he would have got from me. Because up until now, I was a bit like, oh, no, give it, you know, there might be someone who's still doing a pre-season who can come straight in and slot in. Now, until it's over the line, he ain't getting that grace from me now because he's fucked it this window. Well, I've got a novel idea. We talk about we plan three windows ahead. How about we plan for the next fucking windy? Because we haven't... What we see as a fan base, and again, I'm not naive. I know work's gone on behind the scenes. 
But from what we can see, output as a fan base, we might have planned three wins ahead, but we had a plan for January window because we fucked that big time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Whether you've been Super Vale away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the Vale play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where'd you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. Go over to the McDonald's app and get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Again. Again. Second year in a row. But this year, we haven't got the comfort that we had last year this year could very much cost us all league one status now if that does that knackers all the community stuff because there's not as much money coming into the club and again that's not me using the community stuff to hit them over there because i think as a Burslem lad we should be doing community stuff but not at the detriment of the football club and i don't think it has to be at the detriment of the football club and possibly it isn't it could be a completely separate budget what, what, fans what, will not what be. community stuff are you talking there? Let, let's clear that up. Like, what, what community stuff are you talking there? Foundation, I've been and volunteered there and met the staff there. The foundation do an absolutely fantastic job. But that's not the club. They're two separate companies. Yes, and that's where probably some communication and clarity needs to come out. That That's a separate company that none of the funding comes out to the club. We need that. We need communication on what went on on the window because fan base are now angry, disillusioned. And I've got people messaging me who are season ticket holders that say they won't have another. And yes, if things change around, I'm sure they will. But as things stand, they won't. I've got people messaging me that can't make Saturday Vale games anymore because of work. However, they religiously pay on the day every single Tuesday night, telling me they're not going on Tuesday because why should they throw their money away? If Vale can't be asked to put any effort in, why should they? And if Vale have chucked the season away... Why should they be bothered turning up? And I get where they're coming from. Yeah, that, that which is which is fine. But what I go back to the question: What is the the community thing that you're talking about? What is the what is that? Because it's, it's everything I, that we hear from the club. But I'll be honest. I think it's. Do you know what? I think I don't think it's so much of this is what we're putting our money into. I think it seems to be. Every time we hear from the club, that seems to be the first thing that comes out is we are doing X, Y, and Z in the community. Fantastic, brilliant, and I, I I'm grateful for that. But it it it's it's not what people who are listening to their interview are listening to their interview for. People are invested in this football club because they want to watch football. Decent football, and I'm not saying that budget X over here that is for the football club and budget X over here is for the foundation or the community work. I understand you can't just put the two together one because of FFP and F such like that, 
I think it's is it sixty percent of the turnover Something can only like go that. on wages, isn't it? I think, but what it is is a lot of the time we hear interviews all about what we've done in the community, and especially at the minute, it feels like the football's been neglected a little bit. And without the football, there is no football club. No, but that, but I think I, th- I think you're right to look at that in terms of other things. I think the community side of it is completely separate. No, I like, understand that, but it shouldn't be the first thing that's talked about in a fucking interview. No, you shouldn't. You're right. I get that, but I think you should. We should be questioning the other things in terms of where the money spent rather than. Yeah, you've explained that much better than I could, Tom, and was trying to. I think, like, and I understand, obviously, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who says, what, what, what's the training ground or what, you know, why are we... I understand a training complex, but a training ground is ultimately still in your football remit. If your training ground's fucked, you've got to spend money on it. We did... We did so a few years back. We probably haven't the last 12 months because we've had to spend so much money on the actual pitch. And because of that, the training ground's now lacking behind. But that 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 is money that has to be spent. So we, we can't say, oh, don't spend that on the training ground, spend it on a player. Because you're not going to get the player you want because he ain't going to play on fucking... A, a Sunday league pitch. But it, it, and like on, one, sorry. One of my bugbears at the minute is people going, I'm sick of us spending money on stuff like the screen and the and this, that and the other. And then and then the next week they're moaning that they've got a piss in a portal. It's like, well, which is it? I'll, like, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. At, at no point, and I understand I haven't I've tried to read the statement. I was a little bit pissed for Hardy when I read it. But at no point should should a football ground, two sides of a football ground, have portaloos. No, it should. I'm not saying it should, but you can't be moaning about spending money on infrastructure and then moaning that you're pissing in a portaloo. Like, I don't understand why it's taking so long for the railway box. No. No, I agree with that. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand why we've got to wait till the summer. Yeah, what, what, why? There's no, there's no difference in money there. It's still costing it's, the same, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to cost less in June or January. I understand. I understand the fact that obviously there's a collapse drain at the Hammer End. I don't. I, I, I assume it's probably out of our hands. Why it can't be sorted for Wednesday? Why it can't be started until Wednesday? Because yeah. I don't know what they couldn't have done from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday that especially they can do Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was going to say, especially when we're at home on the Saturday, if we're yeah. away, yeah, it'd make more sense. Yeah, but, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. But the, the, I ain't buying the railway one because that to me just looks like it's. I, I don't understand. It's a fucking toilet block. Knock, knock it down. But it, <laughs> cordon it off on a match day. 
Yeah. What? It, it shouldn't. We, it, we, we, it's oh, it, it, it's, a, it, it's really doing me tits in at the minute because, and and you know what, right? I I sit in hospitality, and it still feels to me like hospitality is getting really looked after, and the the rest of the and the stands aren't. Like if the bogs in the hospitality were broke, what do we do? Yeah. Do we, do we all have to go outside and piss in a portal? They've got to understand that the facilities in the lawn streets are a lot newer than the rest of the ground. So we we we've we at the minute as a club we are f- pissing off the the normal not normal that's a horrible phrase I didn't mean it like that the, the, your average. Your bread and butter, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, Terry's his fan, and he, I'm, I'm, and I'm sick, sick of hearing like not again. That sounds wrong. Sick of hearing about it because nothing's changing. Yeah, I'm with you, and it all comes down. We need communication now because, and I've said it earlier. I'll say it again. We need to know what fucked off on January because something happened in January that we knew for four months we needed a left wing back. We knew for four months we needed a striker and we haven't addressed it. So what's happened? Come and tell us. Be honest with us. Talk to the fans because there's a lot of fans that are diehards and I, you know, there's a lot diehards that are pissed off and don't want to go anymore. And you're pissing off your diehards, your bread and butters that have season ticket year on year on year that follow you away from home, that buy the shirt. I buy all three shirts, even though I don't like the own shirt, and I've never worn it. And there's a lot that do. That's not, oh, God, St. Bezzy. There's a lot that do it. I've never worn the own shirt. I buy, I'm not buying a shirt now. I'm not doing anything. I'm not putting another penny in that club. I'm not even buying a coffee in the ground until they do something that shows me that they, they're arsed and they want to stay in League One. Because at the moment, I see nothing that suggests we want to stay in League One. What? But we'll have the best infrastructure of a League Two club, so it's fine. What do you want the statement to say? Just be honest. Yeah, this, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say... It, 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 it's not necessarily a statement. It's not a forum. Because, like I've just said, a forum, you just appease people by saying stuff they want to hear. I, Give us an personally, personally, I think Personally, I think a video interview. But... Yeah. But... Again, are you just appeasing people with? Well, that's. So, uh, that's do you know what? Uh, someone, someone holding their hands up and taking a bit of fucking responsibility. Yeah, they we fucked up. Well, that's I why I asked. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, that's why I asked the question because I, I know I want to hear from the club, but I don't actually know what I want to hear them say. Yeah. And you know what? They're going to get a lot of backlash, whatever they say. But have the ball taken. Do you know? I feel sorry for them. This, and some people will go. Oh, you're licking the club's arse and not. I feel sorry for Matt Hancock because he's been made CEO and his side of the club is actually doing very well and running well. And I feel sorry for Dan Towley and the media side because they're the ones that are going to be seeing everything that goes on socially. It isn't David Fletcroft and Carol that are going to see what's going on socially. It's them and they're the ones that are getting it in the neck. It isn't them that have fucked up here. Yeah. And Matt's the only one that's coming out and fronting the fans. And he's getting it in the neck. It's not his side of the club. 
But well, it, it should be though because we're a football club. Agreed. Like Agreed. so, where was support? Okay, the support club was on transfer deadline day, and a flip flop was there. Then something seriously wrong. Come to the next support. That's as well have been nobody. Well, it might as well have been. So we didn't do anything. But come to the next supporters club and face up the fans. But we need something from them. last one now. And we're going to briefly touch on yesterday because we're an hour and sixteen in, and we did say to probably be more of what's gone wrong than that. I've got my answer, and I know what my answer is now. How do we try and make sure we've got League One football next season? What do we want to hear from the club tomorrow, and what do you want the next steps to be? And I'll come to you first, Tom. Uh, a new manager, a manager, not a coach, manager. Any names? Because I've got a name in the head. Well, I mean, my name hasn't changed since uh, Daryl Clark left his job, but it's the uh, if we <laughs> there's almost uh, an irony if we went out and got the manager I want now, I'd probably be a little bit more pissed off because we haven't spent any money in the transfer window. Uh, so Pete Wilde would be mine, but yeah, but it's obviously um, you're paying compensation, so. Yeah, and he's he's not he's not leaving a team that may get promoted for a team that may be in League Two next year. No, I agree, and I just said people. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's, a, I think if if you're a manager and you can keep a bigger team in the league above, he's he's gonna have his work cut out if he gets promoted with Barrow next season, and he, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I've said Pete Wilde for nine months. I don't think we can get him now. I think he's out of reach. I'm with you, John. Yeah, I, I honestly think though, if he gets Barrow, Barrow promoted, there'll be someone in the summer that that needs a manager that'd take a punt on him more than if he got Port Vale safe. A chef Wednesday, I, perhaps. Yeah, so be sort of the ship out, of course. Yeah, it's fair, it's fair enough. But that's why you need to act now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think he's out of reach now. But Tom, I'd snap your hand off for him. I think he's out of reach. Johnny, what do you want to see happen now? I think there needs to be a statement. There needs to be a statement tomorrow saying. He's a lovely bloke, and we're sorry it hasn't worked, but th- this is it. I think what makes it harder is the fact that there's, there's then going to be a failed manager in the dugout in David Dunn, possibly, because we're not sat- but that's it. We're not sat- tomorrow, and having having someone in the dugout for Tuesday ready because Schofield will go, which fine. I mean, but then you're looking at Dunn, Nash. Do they stay? Are they interested in staying without Crosby? What, like? I'll be honest. Nash is, the, Nash is the one who I see more of in the dugout than I do Dunn. Yeah, but the, so, but it ends up being them pair, doesn't it? That'll take the reins, maybe. So that's kind of my that, that's my worry. Is like what what happens then? What happens because I don't. The last thing I want is for Crosby to be sacked, done, go and beat Leighton Orient 3-0, and I think that's the right answer, and go down the same same route as we've been down countless times before that's, that, that's failed. There's no coincidence that the, that the last time we succeeded when, when, when we hired a manager was a manager outside of the football club. Mm-hmm. There's no coincidence there. We we've we've been down this route countless times before. But has and, that not been the same with every manager who's well, Mickey Adams was the was the one standout who wasn't from inside the club as well, wasn't it, around the same time? Exactly. Before that, like, yes, we tried Lee Sinnott outside the club, but we left him with all the infrastructure 
of the people that wanted the job who ultimately who ultimately got him sacked whether it was whether it was by choice or whatnot that that we had to get rid of him i don't know but results business he wasn't doing it like i know bruno ribeiro outside the club didn't do well but we we then hired michael brown who had all the credentials in terms of playing career that you think he's got contacts this that and the other and he brought in you've already mentioned quite a few of them bez he brought in a lot of players who you look at and go they'll see you through for six months and it was dreadful. So I'm not saying outside of the club will automatically save things, but it just feels like we need that fresh face. We need that new voice. We need that person to come in and do something for six months. Now, living in a pipe pipe dream, it probably I'd be looking at Michael Duff right now, but. I believe he's favourite for the Huddersfield job. Um, but then then I'd go, right, okay, well, you've just failed at us, Huddersfield, but Darren Moore. Hmm? Like, so give he, you mine now, where I'm at. Yeah. Go on. Yes, Crosby needs to go. Got to go. And we, do you know what? Within that statement, you can say we failed to back him in January and we've lost him in a bad position because you have. But Crosby now, and I feel for him. I wouldn't have felt for him if he was sacked in the first half of the season. I feel for him now because he has been screwed over. My first choice, yes, Tom, I said Pete Wilde when, when Clarkie got sacked. So, yeah, first choice, but I honestly think he's out of reach now. I don't think he comes to us. It's a man who I've said I don't want as manager, and I only want him here for six months, just see us through to the end of the season. Go get Gareth Ainsworth, keep us in the league. Has he, has he, got, has he got proven pedigree of doing that? I think what he did at Wickham suggests he can. Will the football be horrible? Will it follow Flickcroft's football philosophy? Will it fuck? But you know what? We need to be ugly now. We need to go but, and just make sure we win games of football. But getting Wickham out of the league compared to keeping a team in the league is different. And that's... Do you know that you could probably say that about Darren Moore as well? Do you know what I mean? As he, as yeah, you could. He's, he's taken teams out of the league. And I'm not saying that, you, that that automatically then goes, right, OK, we go down the if it was the Premier League conversation, the Big Sam route of a proven manager. Neil Warnock. Well, he's, he's, he's off Aberdeen for six months. Yeah, he's in Aberdeen, isn't he? Moving yeah. far away from his yeah. messages as possible, isn't he? Yeah. I tell you what I think Gareth Ainsworth does, though. I think it galvanises the majority, not all, because you're never going to please everyone. I think a lot of fans would be happy to see him and actually get back behind the team. And at this moment in time, the majority of fans aren't behind the team. Of course, they want the team to win. So I'm not saying they go there wanting us lose. But actually, the second something goes wrong, the fans are on the back because they're not behind the team. I think a guy that aims with galvanises the fans to get behind the team to see us, to give us that extra bit of oomph for tone. Because at the moment, it's dying. We go 1-0 down on Tuesday night. That place will be toxic. Uh, playing devil's advocate here, man, with that, with that question. I, if I was in Flickcroft's shoes, would not be hiring Gareth Ainsworth because of everything you've just said. Mm. Because the moment Gareth Ainsworth loses a game, he gets he gets that free pass then. And probably any manager that comes in may get a free pass. But I being Gareth will. Ainsworth, I think he gets more of a free pass than anybody then. So I think that I think that'd be one of the reasons why 
I think you can't hire him for six months. I don't think he takes a job for six months. So you only want... My point is he's a two and a half year contract, isn't he, at least? And I know that's you not wanting him for for more than six months because of the style of football and stuff like that. We've dropped the ball on the Cowboys. We have dropped the ball there on them, Bear. We have... And I know, again, Bear's not your style of football, but... No, I'll drop a into his over them. He played 3-5-2. It was built for us. We have dropped the ball on them. Like, Colchester have turned it round recently in, in their form. Like, it's not excellent, but the, the, they're picking up points. They're unbeaten in four games, for example. Do you know what I mean? Since So they, they'd lost one game in January, and that was to Gillingham. So they're picking up, they're, they're, they're building, they're doing something. They're community-based people because they spoke about the project at Portsmouth and stuff like that. They tick all the boxes, but we decided that a League Cup quarterfinal was a nice to have rather than acting properly as, as a football club. And it, would I have felt harsh if Crosby got sacked and, and not got chance managed that? No, I wouldn't because the league, and I constantly went on about it around the time. So this isn't, this isn't me flip-flopping. The league's your bread and butter. I, t- I said this around these cup games, the league's your bread and butter. And we we haven't treated it like it at all. To then go and throw the cups away in the space of a week just just throws more fuel to the fire of, well, what are we playing at? And it's, it's stuff that's got to be analysed all throughout. Carol's got to be doing an appraisal now on Flitcroft. She's got to. The end of a transfer window, you've got to be doing an appraisal and going, right, how's that gone? And you've got to be looking at everything. You've got to be looking at, right, okay, that's gone shit because of X, Y, and Z. Is that my fault? Is that your fault? Mm-hmm. She's got to be doing that right now. And if that turns out to be her fault, then it's got to come out and she's got to say, I fucked it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's Flick Cross fault for mismanaging the budget or putting all your eggs in one basket or whatever it is, then that's got to come out. And then that probably does lead to a sacking because it's a catastrophic failure. But it says if we ultimately get relegated, which I think at this moment in time, we will. Yeah. Which I, 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 I think I think it'd be, it's, it's an odd sell to convince anyone that we won't. Like, there's, there's, there's not much you can say other than hopefully the teams that we play in March will be comfortably mid-table and have fuck all play for, and Ben Garrett will be looking at who he's impressing to get his League One move next year. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not me saying Ben will go, but if he goes down, Ben's gone. So, Oh, yeah, he's too good to play League Two. He's, and he deserves the move if we do go down. Yeah. So, I, I think they're the sort of things for me now that needs to happen. It's like you said, what do I want? And I, I want that statement that says, it, yeah, I think you nail it, it. Nail on it. We haven't supported him correctly in January, but the other thing I do want the statement to address as well is that we know from being at the fans' forum that we've sold two young lads for over two hundred and fifty thousand. Is the figure that was given? No exact figures, but over two hundred and fifty thousand. We know Tom Conlon's gone for probably a nominal fee, but 
he got a new contract when we were in League Two, which we were all told was the highest at the club at that point in time. I'm not saying it is now, but we were told it was the highest at the club at that point in time. So that's a big wage gone off the wage bill. Lewis Cass has gone off the wage bill, which wouldn't be peanuts. Tommy McDermott was sold to Burnley. And again, I'm not expecting that be a six-figure sum by any stretch of the imagination, but we sold them to Burnley. Where's the money gone? Because it hasn't gone back into the plain side. I think I think we've got to I think we've got to find out how it's come in because yeah, again if I was going to say the lads the young lads who've gone well it won't be a great big amount of money up front it'll be based on appearances yeah X Y and Z here yeah, yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's a figure rising to two hundred and fifty yeah. odd grand isn't it but if that statement is actually only fifty grand's come into the club and this is where it's gone the rest of it is future that's the statement if the statement is six-figure sums have come into this club and we failed to reinvest it in the playing squad because either A, we didn't get the targets we wanted or B, we decided to spend it elsewhere. That's the statement. I don't, think, I don't think you're getting that out of any football club. No, mate, I don't think honest. so. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's not just us. You ain't no, getting that out of any, any football well, club. You're, you're getting but a fans few. Are, that's pissed off. You need to do something to try and get fans back on side because at the moment they've got It'll be interesting to see that attendance on Tuesday, especially home attendance. Especially, well, especially because they're not going to bring all the any. I know they're doing yeah. all that, but they're not. It's Tuesday night, isn't it? But yeah. you'll 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 get you'll you'll get an inkling when the when the accounts come out, won't you? About yeah. what's coming, so you'll get an inkling around that. Obviously, we we produce very redacted versions of because again, that's football. Football rules, isn't it? That you can produce the bare minimum of this has come in, this has come out. We're not breaking it down of where it's gone. Yeah. So Liberty Company at the end of the day, they can put out what they want. Yeah. So 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 I get that side of it, and I agree that like I don't I don't think we'd ever get we've got fifty k now, but we should be saying it's it's a percentage of it now. It's based on a few other factors like. Salons, internationals, appearances, Premier League survival, whatever, like what, what, whatever it come comes out at. But we we should be addressing them sort of things to say these are the these are the these are the things that some of the funds have gone back into the youth team. Some of the funds have gone into the the projects of sorting the pitch out and stuff like that. And then X amount has gone into the first team. Because I fully believe our weekly wage for players now will be less than it was at the 31st of December. I don't think there's anything to argue about there. So is that planned? Is that because we failed in the transfer market? Is that because we haven't got any money? And I don't believe for one minute we haven't got any money, by the way, but I know a lot of people do. But if it is, come out and say we've got no money. And I don't believe that's the case. I believe that my view, and it's purely my view, not anything I know because I don't know anything, is that we have failed catastrophically in the transfer market and the money was there to spend and we haven't spent it. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, we've been going an hour and a half. We'll very briefly touch on yesterday. We're not going to go into it as much depth because today was more about what's going on at the club, etc. So yesterday we played bottom of the league Fleetwood Town that hadn't won since 1978. Um, couldn't win a game against the blind school that turned up last week, but they turned over Port Vale by three goals to nil. Stats are Vale had shitloads of the ball, did fuck all with it. 
Fleet would put the ball into the net three times. We had one shot on goal in 90 minutes against bottom of the league. That's your stats. Let's go into it. Johnny, in goal, and we are going to quickly fire through. Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. That wasn't the reason we lost the game. That's Ref Watch done. Um, Johnny, in goal, number one, Conor Ripley. Yeah, um, five for Ripley. Couple of good saves, second half, kicking was atrocious. Yeah, fair. Tom, anything to add? Because we all fired him through these. Nope. Fair enough. Tom, you first. I'm going to bring up the team because if I was thinking about who actually turned up, we wouldn't have any outfield players. So let's see who was on the pitch. Um, Because I can't remember. We started with three at the back. On the right of the back, Tom, Jesse Debra. Bristol Rovers, Jesse Debra turned up. Yeah, totally. Uh, Not good enough. Uh, Defensively, not good enough. And on the ball, awful. Yeah, worst game I've seen him have. Johnny? Yeah, three for Deborah, no, just just really not good enough. And the the best thing he did was obviously score a goal. One, but that got chalked off because he handled it. One thing I do want to bring up is his fucking throw-ins. Can we can we bin that off? The loopiest shit and the wank. Yeah, like, that could be us as well. Do you know what I mean? That that could be us being dead shit with them. But it's it's just not. It's, it's just wank. They're all wank. Yeah. Johnny, you did say there was three players you wanted going on depth. I don't know which, so just stop me when we get there. You're next in the middle of the back three, Nathan Smith. One. Wank. Yeah, that's see, fair. To see, to see after we could see that first goal in clapping when the two people next to him were a fucking disgrace, that's not captain to me, that is. And, that's, and I, I'm not saying that you do a Troy Deeney and dig him out every single time. But you've got to bollock him for that. That that's that's catastrophic defending. But yeah, it's it's just not. He was he was terrible. He was bad on the ball. It was four months ago Nathan Smith that was slow. They were clever. Stockley never once come and pressed him. He just went, eh, come on then, do something with it. Yeah. So yeah, he's bad, 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 bad. Yeah, Tom. I think I said it all earlier when I said about the kid moving the ball from one foot to the other, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, not good enough at all. Yeah. Moving on to you, Tom. Left of the back three, the yak. Uh, worst game I have probably ever seen him have for the veil. Didn't yeah. look interested. Couldn't tackle. Couldn't do any. Couldn't do any of the basics. Uh, bombing for the next game completely. Yeah, Johnny. Do you know, we, we spoke the other week, didn't we, about players whose stock rises by not playing. Dan Jones is one of them players right now. He was sat in the stand yesterday for those that didn't go, because those that were there would have seen him. Dan Jones was there, sat in the stand. Oh, he would have been pissing himself laughing. Yeah. Like, if, he, if he's not, honestly, if he's not, not, if he's not in that starting 11 on Tuesday, then I, I'd be... I'd be, I'd be faking injury and just saying I'm out for the season if I was Jones. Because if you can't get in above any of them, you are crap. Like you are proper shit. And I and and I'm and I'm going down the route of like Ryan McGiven shit. Like who I'd have in this back three right now. I would actually one add isn't he got the ball forward? Okay, he just twatted the shit out of it and he went anywhere. But yeah, he, the yak was fucking dreadful. 
I don't think I, I don't know if he speaks to Conor Grant at all. I don't know if like they've fallen out because they couldn't be further away from each other and they don't help each other out in any way, shape or form. Just absolutely disgraceful. It was a one. Yeah, fair enough. Johnny, sticking with you, right in the midfield, supposedly Gavin Massey. Can I say the worst thing about Gav? Put he, was, he was worse in the second half when he was put in his position than he was actually at wing-back. That, that, how is that humanly possible? You've gone into your favoured position, the position that you're supposed to be a specialist in, and become worse. Like, it, it was a bright spark for the first 10, 10, 15 minutes. Quite a bit was coming down his side, but end product was non-existent. And yeah, it's just terrible performance. Um, so yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he's in the one squad. Yeah, Tom, anything to add? No. Uh, frustrating. Yeah. Like I said, the, the the fullback got the better of him. Yeah. What what I want to bring up earlier, actually, on that on that Tom, is something else that that really grinds my gears about us. A fullback's been booked on the thirty third minute. Yeah, we did we have testing. Yeah, we have. We spent sixty six minutes avoiding him, run past him, take a booking for a dive if you have to. But like, run past him, get it, get it, get it in his head. Like, try and get him do something stupid. But instead, we went right, done our job. He's on a booking. Like, let's move on and let's not let's let's not try that again. That that seemed to work. Yeah, fair. Tom, the other wing back, Conor Grant. Uh, if he never played for us again, I wouldn't be that asked. It's yeah. shite, shocking attitude, shit. Uh, football ability, shit. Uh, effort, shit. Uh, can't run. Not happy. You know what I'll say that. You're not play for Marine. I don't give a shit. Who tells me I can't say that? I'm saying yeah. it. He's shite. Yeah. Johnny. I just, yeah. There's nothing nothing to add to it. It looked, looked like he was tearing a caravan when he was running. Just, just, just hasn't, hasn't produced. And then, the one thing he's supposed to be good at is set pieces, and I know that's a veil thing. We've ruined set piece takers, but all his corners were exactly the same as as it could have been Sang taking them. Do you know what I mean? They didn't beat the first man, so it, it just it just felt pointless, absolutely pointless. And on that note, he is pointless. Zero. Yeah, fair. He was the Do worst I... player on the pitch by a country mile. Yeah, yeah. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. Moving through the midfield three, starting journey with Jason Lowe. Uh, four for Jason, and that's because it was a it was a three for first half and a five for second. I thought it was better at right back, but only better. Yeah, Tom. You said Jason Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if he moves out that back three again, I don't want to see him play. Yeah, fair enough. And then Tom, the lad on loan in midfield, Jansen, were you? Uh, he was involved. He was probably he was more involved than most, um, but without being any real threat. Uh, probably gets five, 
Yeah. Johnny tried, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. We we as one of the ones I want to talk about. Like I felt a bit sorry for him. Like there was there was three players that I thought put it put put, put the effort in, and he was one of the three. Um, and I just think that like we just we were really 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 not helping him at all, and his midfield partner wasn't anywhere near him ever. And then we changed shape completely to to a shape that it looked like none of the players had played before. So I don't know if they'd been practicing it or if it was just like plucked from thin air, but it looked like none of them had ever played it before. And he he seemed to suffer with that. Um, because he, I don't know if he got pushed next to Chislet and kind of got in got got in each other's way, or he was supposed to be deeper next to Funzo. It just the, the change didn't work, but he looked like he had a bit about him. There was a couple of nice, nice little moves from him, but he's not going to do it all on his own, is he? No, no, definitely isn't. And you mentioned him, Johnny, next to him was Ethan Chislett. <laughs> Again, heart and soul into it. He's he's the he, he's one of the other players I can't criticise for effort. He his knee was bloodied at the end from from some reason. I don't know if it was when he was thrown into the barriers or not, but he, he, he chased down a lost cause, got himself thrown into the barriers for his mates to stand around and do fuck all. Um, so yeah, Cheers gets a six. <laughs> Full on effort. End product wasn't brilliant, but when when you've got the ball and you stood around and everyone's just standing at you, looking at you going, come on, Ethan, do something. Like, what? <laughs> what what's he supposed to do? Yeah, fair. Tom? Uh, yeah, Chesy was my man of the match, just because uh, the, the effort was there, he was trying. Um, probably, like we said, when he was dropping into left-wing-back, left, back, left wing back, is that, it, it, I don't know if, if that's him, is he just trying a little bit too hard because he's frustrated or whatnot? Um, but he would, he would be the one that certainly keeps his place on Tuesday for me. Yep, I'm moving on, Tom. Front two, one of them lasting 45 minutes. That was Biddle's favourite son, James Wilson. Did he play? Well, fair. There we go. That's my input on him. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, he was no. He, he was another one dropping deep quite a bit. I don't know if you noticed, like him and isn't him and Chislett ended up on the halfway line a couple of times playing triangles with each other, like with with Conor Grant just stood there looking like useless. Um, but yeah. Didn't have any impact on it. Wasn't really given the opportunity to have an impact on it either. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't Willow's best game. But I, I, I wouldn't, I would not have been taking him off. No, he is the one that you think could produce a moment. Yeah, no, yeah. In the same breath, like me saying, was he there? I still want to drag him at halftime, purely no. knowing that, without sounding horrible, like you said earlier, Bailey De Pepper was the one on the bench. Especially, especially when you're changing formation, like I would have preferred put Willow outright or put Chizzy out there and put Willow in the hole than than take him off the pitch because at that point there's a chance back into the game. And if you need to change it back up, if you go if you if you go into the last 10, 15 minutes, for example, and you need to go two two up front, you've got that opportunity with him on the pitch. And you aren't hanging Bailey out to dry, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And last but not least, Johnny Ryan Loft. 
Yeah, six for loft. I thought, give everything, put put the effort in, some real good flick on, some good touches and stuff like that. No one, no one in anywhere, no one anywhere near him ever. And then three people booing him and moaning about him being stood out in the channels and stuff like that on goal kicks and whatnot. That's that's tactical. Like that's obviously tactical. That that's the plan is. You go and stand around where the majority of your people are, and you try and get something. I don't understand. I don't understand why people, why anyone booed him, and I also don't like the fact that people expected him to come over and clap either at the end. I've seen a lot of people slating him for just heading straight down the tunnel. You've been slagged off for weeks. You've been booed and during the game when you haven't when, when he's done. He's done nothing particularly wrong during the game. Granted, he's not done anything right in terms of he hasn't scored a goal or tested the keeper, but that's not solely down to him in that sense. And it just it was really frustrating to see them sort of things come out of it because it's it's just not needed, right? Especially from a player that's performed up. I don't want to say all right, but he was okay. He's done the bare minimum expected. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bare minute. There was a couple. Of, there was there was probably too many times stuff in my liking where dead easy things, and that's the problem with him. He does something brilliantly, and then the dead easy thing, like a throw in, goes to him and he kicks it straight back out. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I, that's that's the fucking frustrating thing for me yesterday. But there was too much of that all over the pitch. So it is. But like 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 when we spoke about it yesterday, Tom, like you said, Ooch does that. Do you know what I mean? That's not a that's not a. Just I say a, nothing. No, but that's not just a Ryan Loft problem. Like I said to you, Ooch, Ooch puts that performance in that Lofty puts in puts in yesterday, and people are praising it. And it, it, it yeah. it's just basic. It's basics that you ask for from any footballer. You run around a lot. You put your effort into it, and you'll 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 do all you'll do all right but lofty needs to do something more than that with with the fans which i get because he, he was tripe in his first few games but i just i just, I just think I, just, I don't i didn't like the booing of him i didn't like some of the abuse and stuff like that he got no no agree and johnny very quick a score for the two that played 45 minutes because that's what we always do funzo and alex martin Fun, Funzo was pretty non-existent, really. I think, like what Tom mentioned earlier, that he was just he he caught a frustrated figure. Um, kind of felt like he was looking around him for a bit of help and just wasn't getting it. He's um, probably looking around him. Why the hell did they turn down and move to Bolton in the summer? Well, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, Funz was all right. It's it's he's going to need a couple of games to get back to fitness, isn't he? But He's gonna I don't. To I don't think he was fit. If I was honest, no. I. I. I think. I think he's doing. He's doing everyone a favour. Yeah, I think he was put back in there because we really needed bodies. Yeah, but he's especially after to... that transfer window. Imagine another eighteen-year-old on that bench as well. Yeah, yeah. we desperately need a bit of experience because we didn't bring any of that in. No, but he's 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 going to have to, he's going to have to start on on Tuesday and yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I can't remember anything brilliant or shite that he did, really. I think I was just, my head just fell off looking at watching the defending. So, 
give we give him a mark for him, Yeah, he gets he gets a six. He was six, yeah. yeah. Very briefly, there was a couple of bright moments, and maybe he can do something for his Alex Martin. <laughs> he just looked like a winger, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like, like we've got to the, learn how to fucking use him. Yeah. yeah. And he just looked like a wing, a winger. And what I mean by that is, is that like when he when he was on the ball, he looked bright, interested. He, he looked like sort of player that gets you off your seat. When he was off the ball, he didn't he didn't really seem that interested in the other side of the game. So we we've got to make we we've got to get that right. We've got to either build a formation around him, which is fucking bonkers around a twenty one year old where you've only got one winger, or He's got to. He's got. He's got to learn what we what we need him to. But it seems like we're willing to change formation for him. Mm. Tom, anything yeah. add on them too? Oh, did you give him a yeah. mark? No, I was, I was about to say it was a four because it was there was two good attacking runs, but he was far too anonymous for the rest of it. Yeah, Tom, anything on them and funds? Uh, probably more on Alex. Uh, yes, he was anonymous, but we didn't know how to. How to use him at all? I don't. I think we he, he went on a little run after about three minutes when he come on, and then we didn't give him the ball then for about twenty three minutes. I don't think. Um, yeah. So again, again, there's the 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 tactical side of things. Um, everything else we asked asked of him after that was ridiculous. We're just lumping it and expecting him to go like a ground. Um, and for anyone who was probably the other side of the stand, it 100% wasn't a penalty on him. No. He dived. He should have been booked. Yeah. Yeah, we all unanimously said that. Johnny, do we have to preview Tuesday or can we just come back on Wednesday and do a review? I think I think, I think it'd be harsh on the sponsors not to, so let's at least, let's at least preview them. Yeah, preview the sponsors. Yeah, so, um, we'll see, home game, late Orient. Um so hosted by Skyline Hosted host easy for you to say easy for me to say hosted by them lot Skyline Hosting get yourselves over there for any any of your website hosting needs they also do gate games hosting and such like that VPNs and all that jazzy little acronyms I don't actually know what it means so get yourselves over there if you do and you want something like that that'll be nice for you and also um Johnny's open Tuesday. Yeah, it'll be open before the game. So get yourselves down booze and have one of the well, the best pints in Boozlem and Johnny's bar. Get yourselves in there. It won't be open after the game, but it will be beforehand. Pop and see and pop and see Mrs. B. There we go. So yeah, um, and then avtiming.com. First goal will be scored by Late Orient. Last goal will be scored by Late Orient. And all the goals in between will be scored by Lake Audience. Brought to you by abtiming.com. Get yourselves over there. Sign up to a race. We've got the Maidley off sort of April. So only a couple of months left for that. Get yourselves over for that. He's got the Port Vale fun run. That should be fun. Running around the League Two ground. Um, that'll be June time. So get yourself signed up for that. But let's, let, let's just quickly, what, what changes do you make? Come on, Tuesday. What 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 do you go with? What's your eleven? Uh, Rip, Ripley. Yeah. Uh, what 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 side does the youth from Barnsley play? Right it's or left? Yeah, right or left. That's 
I'm going to tell you what, I have actually some Barnsley fans I've spoke to, well, my father-in-law, my brother's father-in-law, used to work for Barnsley and their fans absolutely love him and distraught that he's gone out on loan. He actually started against us in the 7-0, started the season really, really well, got injured and they've sent him out on loan for get fitness for the rest of the season. They're distraught he's gone out on loan. They really rate him. So it'd be, it'd be probably uh, Jesse, Lowe and the new lad as me three. Uh, Sangi right back. <sighs> Got to go with Conor Grant because we haven't got any other left-sided wing-backs. Um, ooh, ooh, fucking hell. Uh, Jensen, Weir, Anfonso, Chizzy, Lofton-Wilson, isn't it? Fucking, this is a problem. We've just come out of a transfer window. We've got no bastard selection options. Mm. I'm going radical. I'm going Ripley and goal. I'm going to back four. We're starting with four at the back. Low right back. Deborah and the Barnsley lad centred off. I'm putting Jones in at left back. I feel sorry for Jones, but he's going to have to win at left back because I've got no other option there. Um, I, I, I don't think you should feel sorry for him there. I think I think Jones would be all right. To play, isn't he? <laughs> but yeah. I think at left back, Jones would be all right. He's not a wing yeah. back. No, I think, well, I'm not asking him to play wing back. I'm playing a no, no, that's what I'm for. But that's what I'm saying. At left back, I think Jones would be all right. Yeah, well, I'm sticking in there. And then going midfield three, Funzo's going to start for me, Jensen Weir, and then Chizzy. And then playing Alex Martin on the left of a front three. And playing, who did I say, midfield? Funzo, Weir, and Chizzy. So Martin on the left, Loft through the middle, Willow on the right. I'm going 4 3 3. Fair enough. Johnny, what are you going with? Um, I'd go 4-3-3 as well. But I wouldn't... I'd, I'd, I think I've got three players about the same as Bez. Um, the back four would be... The back four would be what it is, um, like you've just said. I think that would be my back four. Midfield three would be Funzo. It'd be Funzo, Weir and Sang. Mm-hmm. Um, front three would be Willow down the middle, Chizzy one side, Might in the other. Yeah, yeah, I could go with that. Not bad. Yeah, I could go with. Yeah, started to think Martin was a bad idea. I just went on the basis that we don't change formations. So. Yeah, I'm we, not saying we will change formations purely, yeah. but I do now at this stage. We, we have to. No, certainly not. not from the start. Yeah, but we've worked worse when we changed it. Mm, it's probably because yeah. we haven't worked on any. No, but, but I'd say that would be mine. I think you, you look at 4-3-3 and 4-4-2 in football world are two simple formations that every player has played at some point in their career. Yeah, and so, I might look at 4-4-2 away for the moment, but I think our pitch is probably a bit too big to leave two centre midfielders exposed against three. Yeah, and I think I think the thing is, my, my rationale between Willow, Chislett and Mighton as well is 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 solely due to the fact that Martin, Martin is right-footed, Chizzy's right-footed, so they're not going to be getting to the byline and whipping crosses in, are they? They're going to be getting to the byline, cutting back and hitting it hard and low. Mm. So you, you've got change them as well. Yeah, so, you, so you've got that sort of idea to. There's no point putting someone in there and trying to trying to get headers and stuff. 
you're then looking at Sang can be your, your runner in midfield, as can Weir. Funzo then sits and does what Funzo does. You should then have enough on the bench as well to to kind of look at if you need to change it. And it there'll, there'll be a few options. And I know, like, obviously, slated a couple of them, but you've got the option to look at, well, can, can we play Conor Grant further forward? He's always been a centre midfielder. We can then bring him on in centre midfield and actually have a look at him and think, is is there a, is there a better player in there than we're seeing? Because there is. There's hundred percent a player in Conor Grant, hundred percent player in there, but he's not a wing back. He might have been for Plymouth, but their way of playing wing back is is eternally different than what we're asking him to. Do. Yeah, I was just going to say different playing wing back for a side that's winning every week and top of the league and playing attacking football and you're on the front foot all the time than playing wing back for a side that's under the cost and you're having to defend all the time. Well, he actually he actually played left midfield from talking to the Plymouth fans when they signed Devine, not wing back. They yeah. they they played four across the middle and three defenders basically. Yeah. So it was more a left midfielder that was asked not do much running and stuff, just get on the ball in that little channel and deliver something because he's apparently got a good delivery. Mm. Um. So yeah, what like, you would say. Giving him a little bit of credit, not from yesterday, by the way, but from seeing him at the club. He is calm on the ball, he's comfortable on the ball, and he can find his man. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have no problem giving him a complete... What's what, what's the thing called? Reset. reset, yeah. Let's call, let's call it a reset. I'll give him a... Comp- if he starts... Clean centre- slate. Yeah. If he starts centre midfield, he gets a clean slate. If he starts wing back, he gets the same groans from me because... I've seen enough of him at wing back now to know he's not a wing back, mm. or he's not a wing back in our system, and then whoever whoever's fault that is, whatever. But yeah, so I'd have no problem with that. It gives us some experience off the bench in terms of, like I said, you're looking at you'd have Smithy on the bench, you'd have Yakovetti on the bench, you'd have Grant there on the bench, you'd have Massey on the bench. They're not of none of the players you look at and think. Oh fucking hell, it's great! But at least you've got a bit of experience off the bench if you need it. You're not turning to Lomax, Shorrock, like Walters and stuff like that. But yeah, that 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 is my thinking behind it all. Anyway, is that try and get enough round pegs and round holes. And people might say, "Well, playing Dan Jones left back isn't a round peg," but I'm certain he played at left back for Arrogate. I'm 100% certain he did. played right back for us, didn't he, at one point? Oh, yeah, he played right back for us. But I'm 100% certain it's arrogant. He was playing right, he was playing left back. He might have been, actually. You know, that day we played him on the stream and I said we should sign him. I'm sure he was playing left back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's where we're at. The one thing I will say, and I meant to say it during the pod, is this that's gone wrong with Crosby, I called for him to go after the Cheltenham game. Now, I'm not saying that was the right time, but that's when warning signs were issued, when we lost to Cheltenham at home. Because I'd seen enough at that point to say he isn't a manager. So, it isn't new. That needs sorting. Um, and lads, I think we've put a lot more effort into that podcast than them players put into yesterday's match. So, well done. 
Yeah, I think as and just obviously you will have heard it already because we didn't we didn't do the sponsor break. Um, there will have been a sponsor break put in there somewhere. So yeah, we don't know that. where it fell though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck with that one. Um, yeah, good luck. I'll, I'll find a natural pause somewhere hopefully. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, we'll be back midweek, won't we? And we hope it's a much more positive midweek podcast. We don't like coming on here and doing this. No, we don't. It's not enjoyable. It's, it's, it helps me. Um, it does help me, to be fair. It helps me get yeah. it off my chest. Not, not, like I say, not in a nice way, but it helps me just to know that I've got somewhere to, to go and rant at and like I can have a discussion. And I'm happy to play devil's advocate on some things, but some things are indes- indefensible, aren't they? And I, I honestly think that we've got to take a long, hard look at ourselves. And whether we just go, we haven't got enough time to bring someone in. We give him Tuesday and he's sacked on Wednesday. I think that's a dangerous game because you've, you've, you've already, a lot of another people. league game down, is it? Yeah, it's another league. But a lot of people have also said that, like, there's the Blackpool performance in there. They're real shit out and then give, it, give him four or five extra games sort of things. And it's like, we can't keep going on this way. We, we just, we need to start picking points up. We, Regard, I don't, I don't care how we play now. Between now and the now and now and survival, the minute that we're safe, go and start trying the football again. Go and start implementing something that's a longer term plan. But until that minute, I don't care how we play. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. So we'll be back midweek at some point after the game to discuss what happens. And those are the game Friday. Really looking forward to seeing you Friday. We can forget about football on Friday. Just have a good night. Enjoy the quiz. Have a laugh. Raise some money for charity. And do what the Vale family do best. And that's come together and drink and have a laugh. Yeah, exactly. We've got some, we've got some middle, class, middle class entertainment planned for you. So I can't call it high class entertainment. But... We've got... I'm saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, we've got some entertainment planned. Um, and a quiz. Yeah, and, and a quiz. So you, you, you're actually going a twofer. We have the bars uh, open. Yeah, we're not even charging for the entertainment. We're, we're that confident that you'll, that you'll enjoy it. We're not charging because you might ask for refunds. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But yeah, we've got some entertainment planned. We, we've got some. We've, we've got some questions planned. Uh, you'll be glad to know. Got some um, plans, some good prizes. Yeah, we have. And like, just to reiterate, obviously, we've got a pair of R Blasters boots, Connor Ripley's gloves, uh, signed signed Robbie um, poster thing. Um, we've got, a, I don't know if it's a good one from the club or not, but uh, the, the club the club have said that we can, we can auction off... Uh, a bit of time with 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 your favourite player for a game of darts and a game of pool and the in the in the lounge and stuff like that. So we've got we've got another one similar to the last time to 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 go with. So we've got quite a lot of stuff going on on the night. And like we have, someone asked on Twitter the other day, if you can't be there, can you bid? We, we'd love to be able to do that, but we just haven't got the the facility to do that. So if you know someone's going, more than welcome outside bidders. Sort of thing, but we haven't. We're not going to be able to keep up with someone bidding on Twitter versus the room and such like, um, with everything else that's going on. So, 
if there's yeah. something that you really, really want, um, then yeah, I'm sure you'll know somebody there. So just just reach out. But other than that, I hope you enjoy yourselves is the main thing. That's all we're asking for. And Bez will be on Hobgoblin, was it, last time? No, I was on Bass last time. Oh, you at Bass, weren't you? A bottle of Bass. Bottle of Bass. Yeah, bottle of Bass. Eh? But that's what Bez will be drinking. Potentially, so, I might go on the neck oil this time. You might go on the neck oil? Yeah, I like a neck oil. There you go. There you go. And to- Tom likes a couple of inches. It's about the only time I can ever say that. It's normally just the one. <laughs> normally just the one. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there. And Andy will be joining us as well. Steve will be there. So um, we're yeah. getting as, as much of the podcast there as possible. I think Kirsten's on holiday, isn't she? Yeah, Kirsten on holiday. Um, massive shout out to Josh Green. You'll, you'll, you'll see it soon. Tom needs to go to the toilet, so I'm going to rope this one out massively now. But massive shout out to Josh for the video that he's output together. Um, and we'll, like I say, we'll release that on socials Friday, Friday night after we've shown it in the room. And yeah, let's enjoy this quiz because I don't want to talk about football. Yeah. Go on then, Bear, sign us off so we can go. Yeah, until then, get yourselves an ale, have an ale, and up the veil, I guess. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today, was it the ref, was it the players, but whoever it was, cheer yourselves up, get yourselves to McDonald's, get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Saving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.